you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Think of the one trouble spot or many spots in your home right now that stresses you out because of the clutter. What if you reframed your mindset so you could finally declutter that area once and for all, giving you more than just a clean space, giving you a sense of peace and tranquility that comes with living with less. Today's guest, Britt Banky, is a minimalist mom with a successful saint business. Listen in as she shares her journey with minimalism, as well as her best tips to start living a more minimalist life today. Hi, Britt. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different this week. We are chatting about a topic that I am not an expert in, and that is minimalism. So I'm so excited to have you on as the expert to share more about how that looks for you and your family and your business. So can't wait to chat more. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited. I can't wait. All right. So to start off, tell us a little bit about you and your family. Yeah, so we are from a smaller town in Wisconsin. Me and my husband were basically born and raised in the same area. We never ventured off at all. Um, But we have a son, Revan, who is six. He's going into first grade, and he's a very, very, a boy, very much a boy. Keeps me on my toes. (laughs) He's into, him and my husband are both into dirt biking. So we are at the dirt bike track a ton. Um, In our backyard, we have a track. So that's where you can find us in the summer, mostly. Um, I do have a stepdaughter as well, Adrena. She is just about turning 16. So we're going through the whole learner's permit thing, scary situation. (laughs) She is a sophomore in high school and just a teenage girl. It's it's crazy going through the difference between the girl and the boy. It's like total opposites, but it's super fun. Um, yeah, so we recently, well, not recently, two years ago, we built a house. And that was like my passion for a long time. I'm obsessed with building. And I had a lot of fun with it and kind of started my minimalist journey to say like really extreme once we built our house and kind of taken over my life that way. (laughs) Yeah, I think that sums us up in a nutshell. That's awesome. And I feel like there's nothing like a new house to inspire that kind of, that kind of lifestyle, because when you move, you don't want to put anything in the new house that doesn't belong there. So I totally relate to that feeling and it can be overwhelming, but you have developed lots of systems to help you be super efficient and minimalist when it comes to all areas of your life. So yeah, 
something I need a lot of help in. So I'm excited to chat with you today because I'll be picking up some advice for sure. (laughs) All right. So in addition to your family and boy life and teenage girl life and driving and dirt bikes and all that stuff, you are also a social seller. So tell us a little bit about how you got into social selling and tell us a little bit about the, the success that you have found with Saint. Yeah, so we're going to go back to 2017 after I had my son. Um, I was a dental assistant and I was struggling going back to work. I did, I mean, that was, you know, my first little baby and I was just having such a hard time about thinking about leaving him. And I was trying to think of everything under the sun to help me make another stream of income. So I did not have to leave him so much. And so we were just, me and my husband, um, both of our families, we both come from, our parents are entrepreneurs. So we're like, man, you know, we got to figure something out. And we're like, we were like looking at buildings to buy and do different, you know, types of businesses and everything was just so expensive and just very, you know, time consuming finance wise. And so we were just kind of still, you know, just like da-da-da, trying to figure things out. I was dabbling in a little bit of Instagram, trying to be like, you know, the outfit mom, matching outfits with my son, like, trying everything. And uh, we were just going with it. I was still working. And I saw my friend, Megan, she posted this video of her doing her makeup. And I was just really intrigued by it. because I've, I've never done a real girly girl before, but I do like I like to dabble with a little bit of makeup and I saw her doing this and I was like, man, that looks really cool. And at the time I was, we weren't financially stable. Like for me to spend money on this makeup just wasn't in the picture. Right. I'm like, you know, so I put it on my birthday list. My husband got it for me. I tried the makeup and immediately I was like, wow, this is really cool. And it was just like the whole aspect of me being able to apply it without a ton of experience. Um, it was very minimalist. It's all in one compact. And I was just really intrigued, loved it, shared it with my mom. She loved it. And I'm like, you know what? This is like a social selling business. I saw my friend do this video. Like I might be able to do this. I'm like, I'm just going to try it. And it's crazy back then. I was so shy, so quiet. Like everyone who knew me, like there's like, there's no way Brittany would go live on a video or there's no way Brittany would, um, you know, put herself out there on social media like that. So it was something that I was really kind of struggling with. Like I knew I wanted to do it and I knew I could do it, but just kind of putting those fears aside. And my husband was really not on board with it right away either. He's like, you know, I don't know. This seems like kind of, you know, pyramid scheme, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> hey, if I can make a few bucks, why not? Right. So I signed up, actually borrowed the money from my mom to sign up because we were in that situation where, you know, a few hundred dollars to sign up was not ideal. So went for it um, and just kind of. I had to like really talk myself out of my head. I mean, making sure, you know, when I was (laughs) focusing on this, you'd be like, who cares who's watching? Who cares, you know, doing all this? So I just went for it and 
crazy just to think back and how, you know, getting out of your head and just going through something like that can really completely change your life. Because I went from struggling, not wanting to go back to work to two years in, I was able to quit my dental assisting career and do Saint full time and not have to buy this crazy expensive building and try to create our own business. (laughs) Yes. And that's the thing when you think about small business owners and, you know, all the hard work that they put into their businesses, it's truly inspiring. But then you think you can build a business that will can set, can possibly potentially set you up for financial freedom with a few hundred dollars. Like you said, you had to borrow it. That's, but you didn't have to borrow $10,000, you know? You so it's just so attainable. I feel like for anyone to start off and to have so much potential with social selling, it's truly amazing. I love it. It's the best yeah. business model. <laughs> we know that, right? <laughs> yes. 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 Especially <laughs> for people like us who want more time freedom to stay home with our families and watch them grow mm-hmm. up. And it's, it's a blessing, huge blessing. It is. So you're able to quit two years in. That is awesome. So you, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, their hang up is going live, putting themselves out there. I mean, besides kind of talking yourself into it, were there, was there anything else that you did to almost like force yourself <laughs> to put yourself out there and to just kind of put the blinders on and not worry about what other people were thinking? Was there anything else that helped you with that? You know, I was seeing the other artists, you know, my, my uplines, my sidelines having success and I was seeing what they were doing. And I'm like, I can do that. Like if I do this, I can be at the success level that they are. So I guess I'm going to say like the inspiration from them to just keep going was kind of the driving there. That's awesome. And I feel like, I mean, I know I'm a visual learner. So if I see somebody doing something, I can then, oh, like you said, I can, I can do that. I could totally try that or put my own spin on it and try it this Mm -hmm. way. So Mm -hmm. it's so wonderful when people like that go in front of us and kind of carve out a path of success for us. Okay. So of course, Saint is so perfect for the minimalist lifestyle. Like you said, because it is a very minimalist concept with everything all in one compact. Let's chat about minimalism. How did you decide? I know you said when you built your house a few years ago, that was kind of where everything sort of snowballed into the whole minimalist lifestyle. But have you always been a minimalist? or have had minimalist tendencies? How did you decide to become officially, I don't know if that's even a thing to become officially a minimalist, but how did you decide to become minimalist? And what are some benefits of being a minimalist? Yeah, so it kind of, when I was in my younger years, I was total opposite of a minimalist. I mean, I remember my mom has pictures of my room where I have lines of different body lotions and stacks of jeans and I'm just like I look back at those pictures and like wow it's crazy how a person can change you know in a couple years so it kind of started when my husband and I we started flipping houses so we would buy a house live in it fix it up while we were living there sell it keep going right and we got into we moved uh gosh what is it like eight times within three years So it was really got to me when we were on like our third move and I'm like, okay, 
I did not touch, we were in this house for a year and I did not touch any of this stuff. And I am picking these boxes up and moving them to this new house where I'm probably not going to touch it again. And, you know, when you're moving, it's already like so much stuff. It's like, oh my gosh. And then when you're doing it so frequently, you really start to realize how much stuff you have and how little you actually use it. So as we started moving, I just started completely purging decluttering like i did not use this box the entire time we were here i'm getting rid of it i'm not moving it into this next house so that's just where it really started and as we moved things just started to become less and less and less and then it really uh, like went extreme when we moved into our new house we decided okay we're done flipping houses we're gonna build now and I'm like, like you said before, we have this new house. I do not want to bring any of this <laughs> junk into it. And we actually live, I don't know if you're familiar with, they're kind of popular here, but bardominiums or shed houses. So that's what we built. And so we don't have a basement. And here in Wisconsin, basements are very, very popular. Like everyone's got a basement, right? And their basement's filled with storage in junk <laughs> and so that was like another big aspect like we did not have that extra storage space to put stuff that we need to store like we have this small storage area in our garage that we use but other than that that's it so it's kind of really helped me moving into this house just really kind of lay low with the stuff and just become more minimalist and it just like really refreshes and simplifies your life. Um, I'm all about a house that is calm, decluttered. Like I want to walk into my house and feel at ease, not like look around and be like, okay, I have to clean this. I have to organize that. I have to get rid of all this stuff, right? So it's just like a calming space for me, which I love. Yes. Oh, I bet. And it is true. I'm far from being a minimalist, but I can totally relate to the feeling of walking in and just being able to take a sigh of relief because you feel at home and you feel comfortable because everything is in its place and everything's neat and tidy. And again, I'm not saying that that's my situation every time I walk in my house, but when it is like that, it's like, man, I wish, I wish every day was like this. <laughs> All right. So Britt, what are some of your favorite tips for being a minimalist? in our homes. I mean, we're talking about kids stuff, kitchens, closets, wardrobes, whatever, whatever tips you have, I would love to hear them. Okay. So I actually made a reel this morning on how I'm always giving these decluttering tips, right? And ways to keep your home minimal. And I'm like, you know what? It starts with your mindset though, honestly, because you can declutter all of this stuff in your house, but then say you go out shopping or you, you know, you start to, you know, get out of the house, do things or online so much. And you really have to hone in on the minimalist mindset. Like you can keep getting, you know, decluttering, but it really matters is what you're bringing in or what you should, you know, not to bring in. So I think that's the most important part is that, you know, figuring out, okay, I want to live with less. Um, that means I need to bring things out of my house, but that also means I really need to be intentional about what I'm bringing into my house. Um, so, you know, thinking about when you go to impulse buy something, like, do I really need this? Like, do I have a place to store this? 
do I have anything like this? And just kind of talking yourself through purchases like that. Um, and then as for like the actual decluttering part, um, that can get really overwhelming. And, and especially when it comes to sentimental items, that's like the biggest question I get is, what do you do with like your kids' products, projects, or like your, you know, gifts that you got from someone? And you really just have to take away your emotional attachment to things and realize that it is just things. Like you're still gonna have that memory in your head, even though you get rid of the actual physical, you know, thing. And if it does bring you joy and if it's something that, you know, you have these great memories on then no, you don't have to declutter it. You don't have to get rid of it, right? But we just need to make sure that they're like the things that are super important to us. So mindset has a lot to do with it. Um, getting rid of the emotional attachment, you know, making sure that the things going out and the things coming in also have their place. Um, and then as for decluttering and minimalist with kids, it's also about having them be a part of it. So not, you know, pressuring them to be like, this is how we you need to live, but you're also the mom. So it's like, if you're happy with minimalism and this is giving you less stress, then you also need to, you know, instill that on your kids. Like, hey, we are happier when our you know, our house is tidy and we have less stuff. And so we're going to go through and we're going to declutter this and we're going to try to stay more organized. So that's like one of, one of the biggest things is kids and decluttering. Um, we just did, we do like annual declutters in our house all the time, not annual, like <laughs> monthly, I want to say. <laughs> and um, a lot of times now my son like really gets what we're doing. And I do. I mean, of course we bribe them with things. Right. And so I always tell them like, if you get rid of five items for every five items, I'm going to give you $5 towards a new toy. So that's always a really good way to give them incentives to be like, okay, we want to get rid of this stuff that I don't necessarily love and use so that I can find something that I do, you know, want. Yes. Yeah. I love that tip. My kids are always motivated by money. So that would work perfectly oh, yeah. in our house. <laughs> <laughs> I've also seen some moms do like a mini garage sale. Well, like their kids can set things up and then mom will purchase them for a certain amount of money so that they can have them like that. Oh, I love that idea. Money. It combines yeah. pretend play with yeah. earning money, which what kid yep. doesn't want to do that? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you're, you know, while you're offering an incentive, a monetary incentive to purchase more items. It's he's purchasing, like you said, it's going towards one thing, one new thing or, right. you know, one or two new things, but it's something that he wants and that he will play with. So you're kind of mm -hmm. replacing a bunch of things that maybe aren't as played with anymore and replacing it with something that will be played with and it's less too. So yeah, I love that idea. Exactly. All right. So let's chat about business. I know that this is a big area. So our homes, our lives, that's one thing, but our businesses, you have really found your minimalist groove when it comes to running a business with a very large team. You've been in Saint for over four years now, and you have a very large team, which is so incredible. So how do you practice minimalism in your business with your customers, with your team? How do you do all of that? So I feel like when I became minimalist, it 
has like flowed over into all parts of my life, right? So I am all about like simplicity, ease, efficiency, and that just speaks volumes in the social selling business because it just, it makes things flow, I guess, especially for our team. Um, when we are creating systems, we're all about making it simple, making it easy so that people can just, you know, say if they're, as it comes with for new artists and new customers, um, with new customers, I just want them to know exactly what they're getting into, right? This is, you know, like when I color match someone to a new palette, I just keep it very simple. We have a few steps, this, 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 and that's it. Here's where you purchase. There we go. Just keeping it easy for them, keeping it simple. Um, same for onboarding a new artist. We don't want to overwhelm people with all of this stuff, even, you know, the actual physical stuff. But if you send them this email, you know, with 18 steps that they need to do, they're going to feel overwhelmed. And that's why we have really just made our systems like three easy steps. When you're done with that, let's chat, right? Here's three more steps. When you're done with that, let's talk again. So just all about the simplicity and ease and making things just kind of like what we do. This is how we do it. Once it's done, we go to the next. Mm -hmm. And it makes it duplicatable because if you're bringing people on, like you said, and there's 20 steps they have to complete before they have their first sale or whatever, it's discouraging. And so bringing them on and just showing them that things can be so simple, so easy is going to help them be more successful. And obviously it is working (laughs) because you have built such a successful team. And so I, I feel like that's something that I am always pursuing is simplicity in my business, especially when it comes to customers and team, because I know that I want a simple purchasing process, a simple customer experience when I'm buying something from somebody. And I also don't want to overcomplicate my business because when it's overcomplicated, I'm not going to do it. So I feel like that's the same philosophy that you've adopted too. And it's working very well. <laughs> and it's a, another thing is routines. I mean, I'm all about routines in my personal life. I'm all about routines in my business as well. Um, having those set days when I do things, it just keeps things organized and going smoothly. I don't feel like I have something in the back of my head that I need to do because I have, you know, my week laid out of what needs to be done when. So love my routines. I love Actually, let's talk about routines a little bit. So what does your routine look like as a work from home mom in the summertime? Yeah. So right now we're in the, the middle of summer and I feel like we've got our groove going and I am an extreme morning person. So I wake up, I mean, 4.15 usually. Wow. That is morning. extreme. That is a morning person right there. <laughs> very, very morning person. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, I have my, my personal things that I do, such as, you know, drinking my coffee, going to the gym, that type of thing, getting myself ready for the day. Uh, but then I'm always most creative and most efficient in the morning. So I will, the first thing after my son is up, he's had his breakfast, um, he'll go play. I'll sit down and do my work. So at that time that I'll go through, I have like my checklist that I need to do of different things. And so then once I've got, you know, my two hours of work in, then it's like the rest of the day is just fun, summer, play, whatever. (laughs) 
Yes. I love that. And like you said, when you can schedule it out and you can, you know, that your work is going to get done in that two hour time block, whether it's today or tomorrow or the next day, you know, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm not getting that done. Oh, I'll just get it done tomorrow during my work time. So I feel like that is something that can reduce overwhelm when it comes to working from home too. And for those listening who maybe aren't extreme morning people, (laughs) um, you can also adjust this schedule to your wake up time and your going to bed time, which I'm sure is early for you, Britt, right? Right. Exactly. Yep. It's all, all about fitting it into your life and how it works for you and just yeah, making it, making it work. All right, Britt, I'm sure you agree that listeners don't have to be a full-blown minimalist. And when I say minimalist, I mean, that is such a compliment because I've seen your reels, I've seen your stories, and I've seen just how beautifully clean and simple your house is. And it's just, it's very inspiring, first of all. And it's beautiful. The colors are beautiful. The black and white and the blonde wood, it's just like so pretty. I just love the aesthetic for sure. But listeners don't have to be full-blown minimalists in order to see the benefits. And I know that's something that you totally agree with. So what are some ways we can practice a few areas of minimalism to bring simplicity into our lives, in our homes, in our businesses? What are some ways we can do that today without completely transforming our lifestyle? Because that's not an overnight process. You mentioned it took a long time to get to where you are. So what are some things we can start doing today? You know, I always say to start small, start simple. Maybe it's starting in your kitchen where you put away a few items that are on the counter so there's less distracting things out. Um, You know, starting with the bathroom is another really easy thing, I feel like, because we probably have a lot of expired, unused products that, you know, you can (laughs) dispose of. Um, And then just taking it room by room and really when you have time and i actually have this <laughs> real plan of <laughs> it's like okay the one way that you can really turn around your day if you're having a bad day is clean out a drawer because <laughs> mm. <laughs> it get, it's such a good feeling i mean if you open this messy drawer and it's like oh my gosh where is you know my spatula and you're fumbling through all of these tongs and all of these spoons and if you just open that drawer and it was right there, you're like, man, it's a good day. <laughs> so I always, I love that analogy. Um, and routines, I feel like it's a really big, big part of simplicity and minimalism, even though it's not like, you know, the physical thing of minimalism, it's about also your headspace, minimizing that and getting into a good routine of, you know, just self-care and business time and family time and just making sure each aspect of your life is simplified that way and that you make time for it and you're not stressed about it. I love that because these are easy ways, like you said, that we can start small and just start feeling less overwhelmed when it comes to our homes, our businesses, our lives. Because it's a, there's it's a lot. There's a lot going on in everybody's life. None of us are just sitting around doing nothing. And so when we can reduce the clutter, reduce the overwhelm, reduce the stress in different ways, it's going to be so beneficial for the long run. I'm talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Britt. So you have such a fun Instagram account where you share tons of minimalist tips, easy tips that like you said, anybody can do. 
just small things people can start with. So how can listeners get in touch with you and hear more helpful tips on living a more minimalist lifestyle? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is Brit Banky, B-R-I-T-T-B-E-H-N-K-E. Awesome. And I will of course put the link in the show notes. People can follow you and they can learn all the minimalist tips when it comes to home, business, makeup, all the things. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit about minimalism and just how it can really create just a fuller life, which I know it seems kind of counterintuitive to remove things and have a fuller life, but it's true. When you fill your life with memories and with people versus things, then, I mean, that's a win-win, right? So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of your expertise with us. We, I really enjoyed this conversation and I have lots to work on. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys got some good inspiration. And my thing is always living with less leads to more. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast, and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.